Well, hello, everybody. This is a replacement for my show that didn't go down last night uh, because I'll explain during the show. So so let me just start off. Uh, <clears throat> I hate using the camera for these things, of course, because it's like when I wear the glasses, it's like I've always got to worry about the reflection and all that crap. Anyway, here we go. It's just going to be an abbreviated, okay? Don't, we're not going to get a, I'm not going to do a full hour, but <clears throat> anyway, hey everybody, welcome. This is the Stephen D. Kelly Show. My name is Stephen D. Kelly. <laughs> um, Truthcat Radio, www.truthcatradio.com. There. And it's, uh, what is it, January 12th. Should have been the 11th. Gosh, they didn't want me to do a show on 111. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, <clears throat> the title of the Tonight Show, or this replacement, what tonight's show was supposed to be, was. was Chabad Tunnels and Occupy the Getty. Now, let me just start out by saying that Occupy the Getty, the mission, it had, we had a pretty good, pretty good week. The week started out on, and and I'm basing this on Twitter, because basically we've had a lot of growth, we've had a lot of impact, we've reached a lot of people, and I want to talk about that, but I really want to talk about this other stuff more the the week started of course with the Epstein Island or the Epstein client list being released and of course that was a hashtag and as I told you guys just by spamming the hashtag we we have some big impact well what really happened was I wrote this essay about what is what is Occupy the Getty and it talked about the levels underneath there and the underground and all this stuff and I took it and spammed it, and it made a lot of a lot of difference. Well, we we started getting some really serious growth, but then, coincidentally, and thankfully, the enemy reacted. The enemy did something. Now, I've been telling you guys, we want the enemy to see what we're saying. We this is number one. Yes, I want to reach you, but at the same time, I want to reach the enemy. I want them to see what we're saying. I want them to be afraid. I want them to react. Well, the other day in Brooklyn, the enemy did react at nothing less than the U.S. American headquarters of Chabad in Brooklyn. They reacted. Somebody over there called a cement truck, a big, you know, thing with a big thing in the back that spins around and mixes the cement, and they wanted to dump it in a hole. I believe this was the hole in the sidewalk that we saw the pictures of the guys with the black hats crawling out of. Anyway, we're talking, mm, I think one of those things holds about 12 tons of cement. When they finally did end up filling it up, they used about two of those things, quite a bit of cement, concrete. Well, they panicked. They had tunnels. They had stuff they shouldn't have had. They had stuff that they were guilty, they were feeling guilty about. And someone called a cement truck to come in and fill it in. And someone else freaked out. Now, apparently, which interestingly enough, which should be a lesson for all of us, because even amongst Chabad, there were people, young people in there, young people in the community that knew something wasn't right knew something was wrong and knew there was a cover-up taking place. And these are the ones that called the police. That's right. So what happened 
if you haven't seen the videos, there's a lot of them out there. But it started out inside of what I figure must have been a basement because there were still some windows, but it looked like it was a below street level. There were, it looked like a big meeting room. And there were the guys, you know, with the white shirts, black hats, curly Q, sideburns, all that, Chabad types. And they were trying to tear down, looked like a, a false wall against, that was up below the windows, probably against the sidewalk. And behind this false wall, they found the siding taken out, crushed. Uh, a hole had been broken open and there had been, there was a tunnel behind there, a big cavern, a big excavated place. We saw a lot of film of this. And almost immediately, as soon as this wooden flimsy structure came down, it was ripped off with a crowbar, and right after they opened it, the police arrived. <clears throat> there, there was a skirmish, but almost immediately, evidence started coming out almost immediately, as if they were trying to remove it as quick as possible. And the first thing that everybody saw was small mattresses. Soiled small mattresses with tell-tale stains. Like, you know, blood stains. Of a sexual nature. This was the first thing that came out. The cameras caught this. Jackson Hinkle rightfully said... Why do they have stained mattresses in tunnels underneath this New York City synagogue? You know, they say synagogue. It's not a synagogue. First of all, this is Chabad Lubavitch. This is the mafia. For years now, I've trying to been tell, try, trying, been trying to tell you that Chabad Lubavitch is the worldwide mafia. It hides behind Judaism. It hides itself as a sect in the Hasidic branch of Judaism. It's just a cult. It's fake. It says all the right things, but it is a mafia. It is Pharisee. It is anti-human. It's horrible. Well, anyway, they got caught. Now, like I said, they wouldn't have gotten caught if they did not panic. They did not bring attention to this, but... These tunnels, it turned out, they were pretty extensive. When we first saw it, we thought, oh, well, they were making some extra space, you know, free real estate, something like this. But it turned out that these tunnels actually ran to a, another location on the other side of the block that was a bathhouse, a closed-down Jewish bathhouse. The other location that it was connected to was a children's museum, which seemed to have some sort of Chabad influence. And, of course, there was the famous grating on the sidewalk that had been cut so that someone could slip through it. And they had a newspaper rack, a thing that would dispense newspapers on top of this. All you had to do was slide this rack over and you could access this hole in this grating that went down into this labyrinth. Now, now here's the thing. These tunnels are nowhere 
I, I, they're crude. They're dirty tunnels. They were hand dug. No one knows exactly how long were they were there. The people at the synagogue, they're trying to explain it, well, whatever you want to call it, the Chabad headquarters. They, they said that it was put there during COVID because of restrictions on the number of people who could meet. So, in other words, they admitted that even if the COVID law was bullshit, they admitted to doing this, breaking the law, in order to circumvent the law. This is their excuse. It's, a, it's just a stupid law. Well, <clears throat> like the police explained, you know, at least there's film of one of the officers explaining to one of the uh, Chabad types that was playing stupid. He said, no, we don't do this here in America. Now, why is that? They're playing dumb. They're like, oh, we're, what are we? We're, we're Hebrew. We're Chabad. We don't know these things. We're... What's wrong with digging tunnels? Can't we dig tunnels? There should be nothing wrong with digging tunnels. All right, well, anyway, they didn't just find soiled mattresses. They also found high chairs, strollers, baby wipes, pee pads, beer bottles. There's all kinds of things. But, you know, we're talking about a very dank, nasty nasty environment and they're finding stuff like that now you know what it is you can see what it is you don't have to explain it and even if it's not the gilded golden tunnels under the getty it still shows you this is the chabad headquarters in new york the bastion of their pseudo-religion mafia cult and here we have these tunnels which are clearly being used for depraved things, kidnapping children. Now, even in the Chabad community, we know the women are subjected to cruel discipline. The children go through many cruel things. The incest in that community is off the charts. Young girls are given up to the rabbis. This is well known. Children that don't want to behave and follow in the culture can be sent into the tunnels to be corrected. Now, that all seems maybe harmless to you, but this is what we're dealing with. But anyway, they they expose themselves. Now, of course, the media didn't do shit. On Twitter, it blew up, but the mainstream media probably didn't say anything. Now, they, like I said, they rolled in a couple trucks of cement and filled it in, so it's out of sight, out of mind. You know, many of the tunnels that we've discovered around the Getty have had the same thing happen. Loads of cement come in and they fill it up. The, the house over there on Strawberry Drive or whatever it was in Encino next to the reservoir, the one that was owned by Messina, Rick Messina, they had to fill that tunnel in, lots of cement, dig up bodies, stuff like that. You know, when I see the Chabad headquarters in New York getting exposed, it reminds me of the Skirball Center next to the Getty. You know, the Skirball Center was one of the first things that was identified when we found the tunnels under the Getty the connection to the Skirball Center was, was brought up immediately. Immediately. 
we knew what it was, the big Jewish center. Well, I did a little extra research just in light of the Brooklyn incident and saw that the Skirball Center is the largest Jewish cultural center in the United States. The largest. The largest Jewish cultural center. That's an interesting word, culture. I wanted to talk about it, you know, in relationship to technology, but anyway... It's hooked up to the Getty. It's hooked up to the bunker. What else is that thing down there in New York hooked up to? You know, a lot of the tunnels in L.A., a lot of the tunnels in every city, they're old. A lot of them are mafia tunnels from, they say, prohibition days, this kind of thing. Or they were used in human smuggling like when they were bringing in Chinese labor to work on the railroads or prostitution it's the same thing. It doesn't matter if it was in the Victorian age or in the West or in the 50s or in the Cold War era, whatever. The tunnels all serve the same purpose. And there's a lot of them down there. So these dirty tunnels that we see, sure, they're very reminiscent of the Epstein tunnels, almost identical, only, of course, the Epstein tunnels were a little bit bigger. And No, I don't have pictures of the tunnels under the Getty. The last time anybody took any pictures of anything under the Getty, it was Isaac Cappy when he took pictures of the spa. You know, the little Turkish spa that was part of the fun under the Getty with the little children serving up the hot water and rubbing on the body, I assume. Anyway, yes, for pictures, there it is. Well, I didn't want to focus completely on that. I did want to talk a little bit about what is going on in the the Twitter thing, because last week on Thursday I mentioned that we had something like 3,000-something people, and of course right now I'm over 8,000. We'll probably hit 10,000 here pretty quick. And if the momentum keeps up, that will increase. I do want to thank all the people that have been putting out memes and such, basically telling people that they should follow me some of you Laura are spamming stuff but I don't think you quite understand what the what the proper method to do I know I shouldn't see your stuff on my page you shouldn't tag me you shouldn't at me I don't really need to see it what you should be doing is do a simple copy and paste you take the content that I have and you keep it on file but the most effective right now, of course, is that essay, What is the Getty? And it has links in it, hashtags. So you just cut and paste that. You go to whatever is trending and you click on it and you look at their their posts, the posts that are trending with the, using trending hashtags and you comment on those posts and you paste that essay into the comment and that's it. That's all you need to do. You could do this rapidly. You don't need to do all that other stuff. And, and yelling at David Icke and all this stuff. No, 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 no. We had one. I'll tell you what's really going on is, of course, like I said, the essay is really working. And having posted that randomly across quite a few different large platforms, I mean, people with 10,000, 100,000 million followers this is what's 
doing the work. Now, yesterday I did one to David Icke. He was talking about something. I think, no, actually what it was was uh, uh, Ariel, a guy out there named Ariel. Anyway, he uh, was talking about David Icke and posting how David Icke is still alive. You know, basically insinuating his COINTEL, which is I thought was kind of funny because cause I'm still alive. <laughs> but anyway, the uh, the point is is that he has 250,000 followers or something like that. And a lot of people saw it. And quite a few people responded to the, the post I made, the, the little spam post I made with the essay. And there was about... Last time I looked, it was about 79,000 people or something like that that had actually seen it. Uh, and there were hundreds of shares and even more likes. And even a comment from Ariel himself, who actually had seen my <clears throat> old alchemy video from 2012, where I first came out in public and introduced this stuff. Now, I assume he's a young man. And he was probably pretty young when he saw this. But uh, two things I learned. Uh, well, f for one thing, he was impressed that I had commented on his thing because he made a comment. He said, the one and only Stephen D. Kelly. Spelled Kelly wrong, but but he gave me props. And his 250,000 followers saw that. And I saw, I saw his comment, you know, giving me props and all that. And I said, respect, you know. And... Uh, because I was impressed by his work. And everybody's like, ah, you know, I mean, they all got off on that. And and this is why we had, I mean, 70,000 whatever views, thousands of people joined me yesterday, like 1,500 people joined me on Twitter. I know that doesn't sound like a lot in respect to the big, big numbers, of course, but the point is, is that we went viral, you know, and I know a lot of you guys are working hard and you need to keep up what you're doing. But what really did it was this spamming on these random posts. You take something trending that's even close to what we're talking about and you hit it. Not the way you've done it, Laura, but, you know, the way I did it. Now, it's like fishing. And each time you put one of those posts out there, those spam posts on someone's page, on someone's comment, on someone's page, when that happens, it's like a hook with bait on it, and people attack it and bite it, and cre it creates a thread, and it starts being shared. Once, once it starts being shared, you go like it yourself. It's all about the algorithm, and then you can keep track. So like I said, for all of those spams I put out there, not all of them went off like the one I did on Ariel's page, you know, 74,000 hits. Some of them only get, oh, I don't know, 5,000 hits, 20,000 hits, 11,000. It all adds up. The point is, the content that I've put out in one day, two days, has probably reached close to a million people. And when you're tagging and spamming a comment that's being put out by someone who has you know, upwards of a million, two million followers, something like that, you know thousands of people are going to see it. It's just math. It's just math. We're throwing out traps and seeing what we can catch. 
<laughs> I hate that when the uh, computer goes to sleep and everything gets dark. I, I watch other people do videos that gets dark and they have to move the mouse and make the thing turn back on. <sighs> anyway, people. So this is a really good thing. And I'm not really going to talk about, you know, the the history of Chabad and all that. If you really want to understand this stuff, because, of course, it's it's very complex, you need to look at my video that I did. There's a couple of them that will help a lot with this. And one, of course, is the Felix Sater series. And uh, that's, that's two. That's about, uh, gosh, three and a half hours of video. But it, it talks about the international mafia. It, it covers it very, very extensively. Everybody, all the players... And then the other one, of course, is the aptly named history of true history of Nazism. Now, I know that sounds misleading, but that actually involves all this Chabad stuff, and that actually is a history lesson, and it goes back to the beginnings of civilization, the Fertile Crescent, because, you know, when someone's going to call you an anti-Semite, well, you need to know what they're talking about, because, you know, that's Phoenicia. You know, those are Phoenicians. You know, it's like nobody knows what Phoenicians are, but you know, if you're gonna throw words around, let's let's correct it. It's like it's like calling me a shill. Somebody who was shilling for Trump, I think, in Q was calling me a shill. He said he had this really ridiculous comment. He said, uh, anti Trump equals shill. I'm thinking anti Trump equals shill. What the anyway, obviously that's just kinda like the retarded logic that we see a lot out there. But, uh, hey, what can I say? Anyway, look, like I said, I'm not going to... What have we been doing here? We've been going 21 minutes. I, I got the gist of the message out there. Oh, all right. Well, let me, again, just tell you real quick what happened with the computer. Um, okay, obviously, I'm talking about Chabad and Chabad being the mafia. You know, who's Chabad? What is Chabad? Trump is Chabad. You know what else is Chabad? Bill Gates. Bill Gates is Chabad the guys that run Microsoft. So when I put out an ad that says, yes, uh, Chabad Tunnels and Occupy the Getty is the title of my next show, of course they freaked out. So what happened? Microsoft decides to, well, shut off my shut off my Skype on my server. I mean, which is interesting. They didn't shut it off here. I didn't notice it, but I had to go back into my, I had to turn my Skype on instead of it being all, all the time. They go, oh, you need to send us your this code and that code and blah, blah, blah. And what ended up happening is they locked me out. They locked me out of my Skype. So this was about 20 minutes or so before showtime. And I panicked, you know, because anything goes wrong right before showtime, I, I'm going to panic. But what I ended up doing, of course, I couldn't do it. I didn't get it fixed until an hour and a half, hour 45 minutes after the show started, okay? I had been working on it continuously from that point on, but I couldn't. Uh, so uh, those of you that tuned in last night to hear my show, you probably heard the thing going off and on and listening to last week's show, and you don't know what was going on. That was me trying to screw with it and try to figure it out. But I did everything. I tried hooking up my uh, microphone directly to the the server and that didn't work because I would have had to reconfigure my, what is it, my virtual mixer, which I really am not qualified to do, you know, switch over the inputs. 
instead of having Skype input, I'd have to have this uh, this other, you know, my audio interface input. That's tricky enough because I've got like six or seven different audio inputs and having to keep track of them, it's just a real pain in the ass. And then, of course, I had to reboot the computer to re- redo the audio interface and get that thing working properly because <clears throat> the monitor, I couldn't hear anything. I finally... But what I ended up finally doing, because I still haven't gotten back into my Skype, you know, I haven't checked to see if they opened it back up from being locked out. Fuck it, I, excuse me. I went and I just created a new one. Okay, I don't care. My old Skype or my Skype that's on my main computer, that's my Skype. It's got all my stuff. But the one on the server, that just serves the radio station and it just serves me. I call it in. No one else calls in. That's the way it should be. So, like I said, I created a new Skype account for it took me a while to configure all the audio settings properly but yeah so i could do a show god willing next week yeah i was pretty panicky uh what else so yeah that's microsoft but again this is this is the enemy this is the power they have google uh you know the former owners of twitter whatever all these companies these these massive tech giants that control everything the media you know the politicians it's all habad Okay, the very same place where those tunnels were found is the same place where way back when, not that long ago, Rabbi Schneerson told uh, told Netanyahu that he need to work he need to work harder to get things ready for the Antichrist because he wanted to know when you know why is it, why don't we have the Antichrist yet? You're not working hard enough. Well, that's what this is all about, people, ultimately. Anyway, once again, I'm going to apologize for last night. And I, I, a lot of people, they don't understand this. But when, when I'm talking to you guys live, uh, I'm sending out information, okay? And, and those of you that are listening actually send me back energy. So it's a two-way thing. And that energy helps me to do what I'm doing basically it's kind of like being connected so so you do help me out in that way and i have to just let you know that when i don't have that energetic connection to the listener it's not quite the same all right anyway but i do uh hope you appreciate this and i'll try to get it up on the internet as quick as possible for you what else oh yeah also uh, if you do want to help us out economically, once again, you do have to use the PayPal. And the PayPal is stevenkelly714 at yahoo.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-N-K-E-L-L-E-Y 714 at yahoo.com. <sighs> so you guys having fun yet? Anyway, okay, also, if you haven't joined my Telegram group, Please hurry up and do it. We've had about 300 people join just in the last couple days or so, but that's out of the 3,000 people that joined the uh, Twitter page. So, you know, see how that works? We get uh, Seriously, people, if I put out a, a spam comment like that or something and I hit some big page, I may reach 80,000 people, however many, and out of that it may drive... 3,000 people to join my page and out of that maybe, or to follow me and then out of that maybe 300 will join the the group and then out of that, who knows 
maybe three will be fervent, passionate followers and soldiers. This is what we got to do, okay? We got to make our numbers so great, our followers so large, that out of that vast number, we have those that are really seriously willing to put out and work and do the work that needs to be done, help this mission go where it needs to go. So once again, uh, I do want to thank all of you that are working so hard to push this on Twitter and everywhere else. But you just got to do it more, okay? Don't let the distractions move you in any other direction. Remember that no matter what it is that's being put in front of us or being foisted upon us like the silly attack on Yemen and potential World War III and such a scenario going down in Ukraine, remember, this is the same people we're talking about. This is the enemy. All this crap that they're doing in Ukraine and Israel and Gaza, etc., that is Chabad. That is what Rothschild is. That is what the central bank is. That is what the mafia is. That is what Epstein is. That's what it all is. Okay? So instead of pointing your fingers at all these different directions, you only have to point them at one place, and that's the Getty. Okay, people? So help me do that more. Uh, Okay, again, the uh, Telegram group that I need you to join is OccupyTheGetty slash Stephen D. Kelly. If you need to email me, don't use that that other one at the Yahoo. That's for that's for uh, PayPal only. My email is Law Seventeen Gun L A W one seven G U N at AOL dot com, and that's how you basically connect to me to get the book or ask me questions or learn how to be a Jedi. This kind of thing. Uh, but you do got to join the group, the Telegram group, because that is our meeting place. That's not a social place. That's where we disseminate our. That's where we get our. Marching orders, okay? This is where we network, and this is where we produce our content that we flood the Internet with, okay? So if you want to be part of that, if you don't know what to do, I know a lot of people that are just learning about this information. They say, what can I do? What can you do? You spread the word. You use every bit of your resources to do that, okay? It's real simple. You don't need money. I don't have money. You just keep working at it. You be tenacious, persistent. Don't stop. We can do this. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed my, whatever you want to call it, 30-minute pseudo show. (laughs) Okay, once again, my name is Stephen D. Kelly, and this is the alternate Stephen D. Kelly show. And we are TruthCat Radio, www.truthcatradio.com. And I'll see you guys real soon, okay? Thank you. Good night. God bless. And... Wait a minute, did I do that backwards? Good night, God bless, adios, and goodbye.